Power Athlete Radio. When this week's guest and former teammate of John Wellborn graces us with his presence, no topic is too taboo. Kyle Turley can be described as many things. Phenomenal athlete, successful musician, and outspoken American. However, these days Kyle has focused his talents and attention towards a greater cause. A vocal proponent for marijuana use, Kyle has been singing the praises of the natural substance for years. He's seen the positive neurological and psychological effects firsthand and credits much of his own personal brain trauma recovery to marijuana use. From doomsday tangents, politics, and family life, Kyle speaks on the shit that matters to him the most. Be prepared to be educated by the history and evolution of CBD. And as he puts it, there is no such thing as recreational marijuana use. Everyone is medicating some issue. Kyle also provides a compelling argument for combating the stereotype of, quote, stoners, most commonly associated with the substance. His anecdotes and experience of interacting with the community may have you rethinking how you perceive the people who rely on marijuana for normalcy and peace of mind. And you may notice the lack of formal introduction. Apologies for that, but as is the case whenever John and Kyle get together, they just kind of go. This is the world's premier podcast on strength and conditioning, Power Athlete Radio, episode 205. You know, you look at it and you and you look at the, the, the landscape of where it's at. You look at these states like Washington, Colorado, California forever. I mean, come on. You know, it, 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 it's finally now legal or whatever, recreational. But it always has been. You know what I mean? Uh, just don't be stupid with it. Everybody's doing it. Dude, and, uh... and you would think that the statistics, like, that they would uh, be, be there to back up all of these claims about how horrible this is. And everybody's doing it. And there's no statistics to back up all these ridiculous claims of, uh, you know, bad driving accidents, deaths on the freeways now are out of control because of marijuana. It causes people, you know, I mean, your guy, you didn't even know that guy used it, you know, until he. Uh, Well, he's he's fat and lazy, so I assumed it was either food (laughs) or, uh, I mean, he's fat, dude. Like to the point where I I see him, I'm like, dude, Chebrock, what's up? And Show the best is he, uh, he, he has a Jeep. So he's always like, he saw my trucks. And so he's been asking me these questions and he has like a fucking Jeep. And I'm like, dude, first of all, how do you slither your fat ass in the fucking Jeep? He's like, dude, I fucking just get in there. Oh, that's and, uh, awesome. like, Man, I just fucking love to go camping and get fucking high as a motherfucker. And dude, he's yeah. so funny, but he, uh, he uh, Thanks, man. dude, these guys, uh, pretty hilarious. These dudes have been, um, you know, they build like fucking metal buildings and he's like, dude, we've been building, uh, we've been putting up these fucking, buildings that are like what the hell where's my coffee damn it where where are uh, uh so so they're they're putting up buildings and uh i'm like he, he basically was like telling me dimensions i'm like what are those fucking grows he's like dude dude he goes anytime we go to a building and we're putting it up and the dude has like his own fucking well he goes dude, yeah. like uh and solar and shit he goes dude you wouldn't believe how many of these motherfuckers he and um uh there's a dude named red something he's uh he owns a bunch of car dealerships he's like a super rich fucking jerry jones buddy and uh he is um basically has something like a thousand acres of uh, greenhouses down between here and san antonio my neighbor who flies helicopters was telling me he's flown over him and this dude is basically betting big on marijuana to come in and jerry jones and him are like oh yeah Oh, they all know it. That's going to happen. You can't deny it. If America is to be great again, it has to go back to where it started. And hemp and, 
even the THC strains were widely talked about and enlisted by, you know, to American citizens that you had to grow this. You know, this was a part of our fabric of America. The government paid people to grow this. Like they pay farmers out there to grow things, to not grow things. They had the entire Southwest covered with it. Um, you know, everyone understood this. It wasn't until 1974 when they discovered that it killed cancer. Uh, that they went on a, a campaign to convince the rest of the world that this was bad. So, you know, uh, I, I've seen unbelievable things happen to people's lives through it. And I know personally, just like you do, well, the, Kyle, I mean, the, the, other, the other side of it, all those well, other synthetic things that uh, we've been given that have damaged our bodies. Dude, just from, um, you know, when, when people ask me about it, I'm like, man, the only proof I need was uh, um, seeing Kyle today opposed from you when you showed up in my fucking house with the boat member at my <laughs> with like guns you, i seriously bro, one i never thought i was going to see you again and two i thought i was going to like turn on the news and you were going to be like on the fucking hood of your truck with like a fucking oh, yeah. just oh, jumping rounds fucking fucking dudes up and being like yeah. you know 74 officers were injured as kyle turley decided to go on a fucking <laughs> rampage and i remember like driving out of there and yeah i was like fuck i hope uh i hope kyle i see him again and <laughs> i'm like I, I just remember dude you were fucking like uh dude like we can laugh about it now i mean it's it's still not funny but dude you were fucking like shithouse rat crazy dude and like oh, you're totally well, i still am you know that's well, the, i know you are but part, at least like you gotta, you gotta have the right things to deal with that so but, but at least the, like you're fucking cognizant enough to where you know like dude like when you came over man you were soaked up in that shit and uh oh yeah Dude, they, I mean, but you know what? It's so fucked, dude. Like, they just keep trying to, like, oh, and I remember, what did you tell me? Oh, we're just trying to find the, the right mixture, the right cocktail. <laughs> and, that, and that'll get you right. And I remember when you told me that story, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. You know? <laughs> like, your meds are off. I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking. Yeah, crazy. you know, it was, uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been a roller coaster to deal with the uh, aftermath of the game. You know, that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing all this. Uh, that's why I speak about all this, because of what I know, you know, versus what people need to know. And what I know is through firsthand experience like you do, the understanding of what the game does to you, what, you know, searching for greatness can do for you. You know, this is something that uh, goes into so many aspects of everyday life for everyday people. Um, you know, achieving greatness comes at a price. And understanding that, you know, whether it's just through working out and achieving your, you know, goals that you've set for yourself in the gym, uh, you know, all the workouts you guys put together for all the people out there, uh, you know, in your networks, I mean, what they're trying to achieve, even those come at a cost, you know, your body isn't invincible. Um, and so there's a price to pay, you know, for the way you look, for the way you feel, um, you know, because getting up every day and going to kick your ass in the gym, um, you know, it, it makes other parts of your body break down. But that one thing that needs to be there that we can, we can fix, in my opinion, and we can start to address now through cannabis is really tapping into that mental side of 
positivity and empowerment. You know, when you lose hope uh, with uh, things because, you know, you got hurt in the gym, now you can't go in and train all of a sudden like you wanted to. All your gains are just now back to the bottom floor. you got to start over again. That can crush so many people. And you guys, I know you've seen it in your communities. Um, You know, we as football players, we've seen that on an unbelievable scale. You know, all these stories that everyone likes to put out there as, oh, that's just here or there. We know very intimately. You know, you and I know these people. We are friends with every one of these stories. And if you make it to the top, then that's how, you know, you understand it. And so I can only you know, just give my personal experience and continue to live my life like you guys are uh, in pushing forward. You know, if we can tap into more of that, you know, cognition of, of empowerment and motivation, uh, you know, to, to, to press forward, uh, the physical body, as I was talking to my football kids yesterday, uh, you know, and our old coach, John Matsko, uh, uh, you know. Dude, oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So, uh, uh, so, so your offensive line assistant, like, like helping out for, uh, uh, like, what is it, Riverside CC? Like, Riverside yeah, Riverside College. Community College. Yeah. So you're out there. Uh, how did they fucking lure you out there? <laughs> well, my, my, I've been tap, you know, dabbling in coaching to high school levels um, for the last three years. Um, and then just, you know, I had an opportunity to get down there and finally ran into my old coach. He's the head coach there. Uh, he's my old offensive coordinator from San Diego State, Tom Kraft. And uh, so I, I was helping out at high school, kind of got tired of that. And, uh, you know, just really, I, uh, if I'm going to do this, then I need to go do it where I could be most comfortable. And so I needed to step it up a little bit and have the opportunity to be close. You know, it's a 30-minute drive from my house down the street, so I don't even have to jump out of freeway. And, you know, at this point in my life with uh, everything and, you know, getting my life back, you know, from where we were, you know, where we were just comfortable, uh, you know, riding in that dream, you know, and that dream was living that childhood dream of playing football, be a part of game. And um, getting that back for me is a part of this healing as well, you know, and tapping back into what I'm most comfortable with because, you know, I kind of need this. Uh, you know, we, we're at a stage now where we've got to have something. Otherwise, uh, the idle mind is the devil's playground, you know, especially with us. And, uh, you know, those crazy days uh, are quite interesting if given the opportunity to to have that, you know, energy with nothing else going on in your life to keep structure and form, you know. So I, I kind of need it personally. But, you know, telling those kids yesterday uh, something that we learned from one of our coaches, Johnny Matsko, and that was uh, one hey, thing that hey, – yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he read one thing that always that he said, uh, you know, you you pick up on these little deals with coaches here and there. And he said, you have to decide uh, what you will accept, you know, and it's always bit me in the ass. It's the the uh, um, uh, uh, now I've blanked on it. Uh, What the price is that you're going to pay the. Fear of uh, regret versus discipline. Um, uh, the pain of regret versus the pain of discipline. That was the the gist of what he was saying. Um, and, you know, because pain is going to be constant with injury and all these other things. It's never going to go away. So how do you, 
you know, deal with moving forward. And so you have to constantly wake up every day and cognitively accept that role of, I'm going to wake up and do something positive. And it's hard to do with a compromised brain and uh, more hard, a lot harder to do with uh, poor medications given to deal with. It. So when you're out there working with these young kids, um, you know, obviously they're out of high school, uh, you know, want to go play to division one, division two, II, division three, try to get somewhere else. And um, like, what's the, like, what's their interaction with you and like, how does it kind of go down? And, and is it something where like, I mean, obviously they're probably, um, you know, either late bloomers or kids that probably need to put on some size that maybe have some skills that just, you know, weren't coached or, you know, just out there. And uh, you know, is there like, I just kind of wonder if you're like some, you know, here you are as this junior college kid, you know, playing in Riverside and all of a sudden here's this fucking dude that was the number, what, six pick overall in the NFL draft who fucking played for a decade and, you know, was known for fucking chucking helmets and fucking iron job motherfucker, you know. <laughs> now they don't know. The kids don't know, man. They, are you they know. too young? Are they too young? They're too young. Too young, too young. Like they're just now starting to catch on and, you know, looking up on the – social media and Instagram and all that crap. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the head coach is, again, he's my old offensive coordinator from college. So, you know, he talks about it a lot. I don't, you know, I don't bring it up or whatever these kids. Uh, it, it's, it's cool, man. Actually, this level is actually really cool to be at because these kids are hungry. This is their last chance. Junior college sports, you know, this is your senior year, you know, that you can do over again and hopefully get that ride. And um, so it's kind of cool being able to work with these young kids because you can see it in their eyes. You're kicking their ass out there. You're making them run the bleachers and the stairs and do all the circuit training and everything. You'd be impressed with our program um, and how hard we work these kids. And you can tell, like, you know, every one of these kids is out here because this is it. You know, it's their last chance. And um, I kind of enjoy that, that seeing that. You know, you get to the D1 level, a lot of guys get comfortable uh, in that they got a scholarship. You know, you get to the pro level, you know, certain guys with enough talent get comfortable because they know they can get by and they got big contracts or whatever it is and they got some security at this level you know it's really kind of an interesting uh, dynamic in that these kids every one of them I look in their eyes and they're just hungry you know they're like this is it you know, not, not, and I was talking to him yesterday about that you know after practice and like you, you guys this is it you know this is your last chance if it don't work here you guys know that it's over you know, the dream is gone. You can't just come back and play this game. You can't play a pickup game and tackle football in the park. You know, <laughs> this game is over. So uh, it's it's really cool. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, that's what's, uh, I mean, it's passion and pride, you know, and I, I, it's telling just working with guys like that who don't, who weren't gifted enough to just get the handout, you know, and, and it's even when they don't make it, Kyle, like it's going to be a character builder uh, for whatever they do in life, whether it's, you know, go, I mean, there was a young Kyle Turley, I remember hearing about that just wanted to go chuck luggage for Delta or something at LAX. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it, it, it's, the waves. It, it's life lessons that, uh, that I think are learned through sports. And um, I forget, I, I was talking to maybe it was, might've been Tex and um, that youth sports, registration in all sports, not just contact sports is down like 20%. And, you know, more and more PE curriculums are getting pulled and that's high school and junior high and grade school. 
but there's something about the physical sacrifice, right? And uh, the camaraderie of team sports that I know we've talked about countless times that, uh, I mean, are, are you seeing that in these guys? I mean, are they, do they, do they come off as team players? Are they ready to do what it takes? Or, I mean, what less yeah. to talk about is just like, Hey guys, this is it. This is your last sacrifice or your last roll call. You want to be, you know, you want to get the rose. You don't want to be voted off the Island, so to speak. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's what I'm seeing here at the, at the junior college level. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of motivated to stick this thing out as long as uh, they'll have me, <laughs> nice. you know, see where it goes. Uh, I, I, you know, cause I look at these guys and myself being a coach, I, you know, you guys want to see success. You guys, you want to see people move forward. And, um, uh, you know, I look at this opportunity as, wow, you know, I've kind of always wanted to dabble in coaching. I talked to you guys about that and, you know, training guys, things like that, and getting them to the next level. And, you know, it's not never about money for me. It's, it's about, you know, passion and ha having things that you're passionate about doing. And, and, you know, that's a part of my passion. You know, it was handed down to me uh, by great men um, that came before me. Uh, and so I want to continue. I feel, you know, I'm passionate to, to hand that down myself. Um, and so I look at, you know, the opportunity I have at the, at this level, which is really cool because these kids, yeah, they are all wanting to fall in line and buy into the system because they know that these scouts are going to come here. Um, be, you know, and, and, and this is their last opportunity. So, um, you know, buying into this program is what I see from these kids. I, I see it in every one of them, you know, and I, uh, I, I look at this opportunity for me as, not just, I told these kids, I'm like, look, man, you guys all need to know that you're at this level right now where uh, this is my opportunity to showcase what I can do. And you guys are JUCO guys, and I'll have the opportunity to still get in front of these Division One scouts and redo this, you know, senior year that you had that you thought it was going to happen that, or, you know, this new fire you've got within you to do it. Um, and so I, I told them, I'm like, I'm, I, we'll have a starting line, but you backups, I'm looking for at least three of you guys also to be able to get rides, you know, um, because of how well I'm going to coach you. And when these scouts come to the practices, they're going to see, you know, guys who know what they're doing, even in our backups, you know, because that's what happened. That's where I came from, San Diego State, with the coaches I had, um, and in high school even. You know, we didn't have just a first line. It was a second line, you know, because our coaches wanted to give everybody an opportunity and knew that the scouting process uh, isn't necessarily – um, you know, stricken to the guys that are playing in the game because scouts don't necessarily go to the games all the time. They're going to come to practice. They're going to want to come to the gym. They're going to want to see how you work. And, um, you know, if I can showcase that when they're coming to look at a couple guys, then they're going to see that I got a whole stable of cats here ready to go. You know, and and JUCO level now they can come back into a D1 system and even, uh, you know, potentially redshirt a year under their program. And, it's, you know, it's, it's about showing and showcasing potential. So does the conversation ever come up, man, because I know you're close to it with just the risks of long term exposure to contact sports? You know, like, does that do you I don't know, I, that that's kind of towing the line as a as a coach right but uh you have the experience and you have the friends and you have the the you've you've well, taken the I mean, long road you know well i mean here's an interesting thought like do you um whenever uh some and, and i remember I, I got hit up to coach numerous times and probably a lot like you uh, i had reservations about it and i remember the last time i got hit up about it 
uh, I remember telling him like the style of football that I played, um, one, I don't think would be allowed today. And two, I don't think I would feel comfortable teaching the way that we played the game to younger kids. Um, I mean, dude, you know, dude, we were fucking, let me put my helmet through this dude's fucking skull as many times as I can and take big, heavy shots and get him to fucking quit. And, you know, do we go out there and fucking hurt a motherfucker? And like, that really isn't the, you know, the type of skill set that, that is really being taught anymore. I mean, you know, if you watch like um, uh, Scott Peters, you know, with his, uh, you know, got a bunch of clinics that he's doing about, you know, showing guys how to not use their heads, you know, how to use their hands and kind of a lot of this stuff. So I just wonder, has it, uh, you know, going out and working with these kids to kind of keep that and be like, Hey, I'm going to teach them a technique that I know might not be fucking <laughs> like, you know, the fucking. Oh yeah, man. No, believe me, when we get into pads and we got them helmets on, I'm going to let these kids know that's a weapon. It is. And uh, that's the game. You know, you, you can't that, – that's the whole thing with me and my message. It, it, it's been to expose the problems that we have with this game because of the neglect of treating injury and illness, period. And, and now we have an opportunity to address this brain injury even. Um, you know, you played the game because it was that way. I played the game because it was that way. It was motherfucking infectious. Okay. Well, There's gonna... nothing on this planet that, that drew that out in me, uh, that, that primal, you know, alpha male that is in there that it wants to go out into the real world and has to deal with these motherfuckers every day, you know, and you just, you're like, please. Everybody's like, you're for Donald Trump. I'm like, yes, because I want it to burn down. I want, I'm 6'5", I weigh 275 pounds, and not, my mom's like, are you guys stocking up? They're all Mormons, and they're stocking up their stockpiles of, uh, of uh, storage of food and everything for the apocalypse. My mom's like, you guys don't have a food storage. I'm like, mom, you honestly believe anyone is going to stand in my way of my family fucking getting to eat? Uh, I have a, I have a truck. I'm going to make sure it's constantly filled with gas and I have a gun and I am six, five and 275 pounds and a stone cold killer. I'm going to go to the grocery store and just like I do every fucking day and you're going to give me my shit and I'm going to take it home, you know? And if people come around my house, there's going to be heads on spikes. I don't need to live in this world, you know? I don't need to live in this world that you people are all afraid of, you know? So I got to get back to football. I got to tell these kids football is back, you know, because in my opinion, what I've experienced through cannabis and what I know in the science of it and the people I've talked to, I've talked to the smartest minds in the world on this uh, base. So I know we can resolve this brain injury, dude. Let's go down. but I'm definitely teaching technique and all of these things that I learned that keep you out of those scenarios more often than not, because that's the game. And it's always been the same. Everybody's just gotten this cloud over it because, uh, what what has occurred? Everybody's gotten this cloud over it uh, because of uh, the exposure of CTE, the brain injury, the suicides, all these other things. Okay, so there's an answer. How do we resolve this? I'm, I'm trying to show it to everybody. It's here. So let's get back to the game. Let's get back to playing because we want these dreams to still be achieved. We want these not at the youth level. We don't need to be having these little kids. The science says they shouldn't be playing anything with contact intentionally, uh, you know, until they're like 15 years old um, you know, because of the developing brain. So we got to be smart about that, you know, as far as our youth. And that's our job as parents. 
I did not play football to my senior year of high school because of concussions. Nobody was talking about it. I didn't play it because of the guys on my team that were getting broken arms and legs and fucking blowing their knees out. And, you know, uh, guys are getting paralyzed out there every year and you see that shit. So, you know, you're, you understood. We always have that this is the most dangerous game on every play. And so that's why you pray before you go out on the field and you pray afterwards, right? That's the reason. It's not for thank you for the win and all that. No one died. Even if you don't even believe in God, like, yeah. I, like might I know, as well do it. I well, don't dude, I, break yeah. dude, I know dudes who are atheists. We're like, like saying they are father. And I'm like, listen, yeah. they're like, dude, it, it, Cause it's, it's a miracle. It's, it's a miracle. It, some it, of these games and some hurt. are like, it's a miracle. Nobody died. Dude. Like, <laughs> I always, uh, uh, dude, like, like I, I remember in training camp, like, dude, and you know that man, like when we were out there fucking killing it and, uh, dude, the hilarious part is people are like, man, how, how does it go? I'm like, I think if you threw like a civilian off the street in this shit, somebody would have fucking died. I'm like, I don't know how the oh. fuck we didn't die. I'm like, and oh. the, only, the only reason is you're fucking battle hardened and tested and you know how to fucking take it. But I'm like, oh. shit's fucking intense. But uh, dude, let's experience that with your workouts. So like, isn't there something you were telling me about that a long time ago where like people are working out and then their body turns to jelly or some shit. Yeah, there's something called rhabdomyolysis. And what it is, is um, basically you fucking train so hard lactic acid and fucking all this damage happens on, on the intercellular level. And then uh, the muscles pretty much muscle ketones break down. Yeah. Muscle ketones, uh, ketones break down and the muscle basically like wastes away. And like, what is it? Uh, uh, TK levels go through the, yeah. Like, and your, your liver and kidneys can't like yeah, process all the shit. And like fucking people have all these problems. And the hilarious part was when they were talking about rhabdomyolysis, they were like going through it and they're like, Oh, you know, a real bad, you know, after you train like, you know, real bad muscle soreness, uh, I'm like, okay, what else? And they were like, ah, like uh, your pee would like be real like dark. I'm like, like, like yeah, real dark pee, <laughs> range of motion. Yeah, like black, stiffness, like stiffness. And I'm like, oh, so basically like every fucking day yeah. of training camp. Uh, I'm like, yeah. you, I'm, I'm like, you motherfuckers didn't play for Dick for Meal where we had like two, <laughs> three hour practices a day. And I remember like, yeah. being in training camp and people being like, well, they can't fire us all. What if we just don't go out there, you know? And I'm like, and, and, and like, the, and, and so what I told these people, I'm like, uh, you guys just haven't given yourselves enough rhabdo to where, you know, like <laughs> overdo it. I'm like, yeah, your rhabdo tolerance is pretty yeah, low. I, I was like, dude, yeah. when you've effectively ramped up your rhabdo exposure over the course of like 20 years, like that shouldn't <laughs> bother you. But uh, dude, let's, uh, you know, I mean, I'm stoked to hear that you're coaching. It's fucking awesome. I think you got so much to give and dude, like to mentor these kids is fucking awesome. But I really want to talk about the cannabis and I want to talk about NeuroArmor. I want to talk about the, uh, the CBDs and I want to talk about that fight. And more importantly, um, you know, your personal mission, which should be the mission of everybody, the idea of, uh, you know, can we save football and how, you know, the, uh, you know, and I hate to say just because I use the word conspiracy, it's fucking not true because there is a legitimate fucking agenda to kind of push cannabis off the table for whatever reason. But dude, let's dive into that, man. I mean, that's to, to me is the fucking most interesting thing out there, especially with California getting legalization and, um, you know, how, uh, you know, how is a product like NeuroArmor uh, going to not only safeguard future athletes, but help to fix some of the problems? Well, uh, NeuroArmor is a, a CBD-based company. CBD is cannabidiol. It's uh, a derivative of the hemp plant and the cannabis plant. So it comes from both. Um, but legally, federally, the, the loophole to get this into the people is the through the hemp aspect they draw it from the stock um it's actually imported that's the only way to get around all the 
you know, federal restrictions. Uh, you know, if they, if you're producing a CBD product in America, um, uh, you know, and this is non-psychoactive, no THC, uh, you know, won't, will not test you positive on a drug test. Um, you know, this is the public's opportunity to you know, try uh, medical marijuana, it, it, you know, but it's under supplement status and that's how the legalities lie with it uh, because of its schedule one status still under uh, our federal government. Uh, it can't be researched. It can't be any of this. So it's, it, they found the way in through this supplement opportunity as you go to GNC and vitamin shop and all these other places that are selling anything and everything anybody can come up with. Some of it is just complete bullshit they've always they've done documentaries on that um and, you know so this is the loophole to where now uh the general public can't have the opportunity to use cannabis um in all 50 states uh and in a, a 30 countries around the world so this has been a worldwide effort um uh you know uh on a, on behalf of a number of companies some of uh, our Traded on the stock exchange currently, uh, there are hemp and uh, cannabis stocks on the on the exchange. So, uh, I saw the opportunity as I had my personal experience with cannabis. What it did for me, I had to get off of all the pills. I was on every you know painkiller, muscle relaxer, all those things, um, and then went on into as we discussed earlier the need for psych meds and um, uh, trying to deal with a lot of these neurocognitive issues that I was faced with, you know, post-football career. So. I can't believe why they would ever prescribe those. You're such a normal, everyday, happy-go-lucky person. And really, you know, down-to-earth was uh... well, well, and what's interesting for me, I mean, shit, Kyle, I mean, we've known each other damn near 20 years. Dude, what's crazy? And, like, uh, what's, what's funny is <laughs> people are like, oh, Kyle, I'm like, honestly, he's probably – just like the same dude I met when I was 23 years old, man. Like he, you know, he just, uh, uh, but I was like, dude, like to see, um, you today, like it, it was really interesting. Like, and we talked about earlier, dude, there was like this, like I knew Kyle and then all of a sudden you kind of went to this dark place. And when you came back and I was like, fuck dude, he's back. And, uh, that's all I need, <laughs> you know, but I mean, yeah, well, and that, and that's what it can do. I mean, that's why I'm talking about this. You know, that's why I speak about this all over the country. And so you uh, were able to get off all of your pain meds, uh, muscle yeah. relaxers, all the psych meds and everything. And really, uh, you know, part of your big move from Tennessee out to California was the idea because, uh, you know, medical marijuana was happening out here, mm -hmm. came out here in hunt for really the deal we did with vice, which was uh, chasing strains, like you finding the strain that helped you kind of reclaim your life. And, um, you know, for, for most laymen that don't know much about it, I mean, me included, uh, I didn't know, uh, you know, I just like thought it was like, uh, you know, half baked, you know, weed, you know, but like, sure. uh, yeah. and, and then after, you know, hanging out with Kyle a bunch and kind of going through it and really starting to understand it, there's, you know, different strains of like the, uh, um, you know, sativa and the, what was the other one that you talked about? Indica. Yeah. I mean, Indica. marijuana has a and there's uh, strains but, and but there's, i mean there's, there's like, all these different types so of like yeah hundreds and thousands of these different strains and every one of them has a different effect and so for you it's just trying to match up and kind of solve that puzzle a little bit to find out what, what was most beneficial for you well that was you know my experience I, I cannabis was introduced to me my second year in the league i i was committed to the dream uh, so that meant you know abstaining from everything in college i didn't do nothing you knew you knew me a bit and uh you know early on in my career um and you know i up until my second year in the league i had uh, i only used what was prescribed to me um i didn't drink i was a designated driver i didn't go on spring breaks i didn't do nothing you know i trained i, I 
to be a top 10 pick in the draft, I knew what it was going to take. And that was a total commitment. Um, and so that, that was my life. And then when my second year in the league came, I was going through some personal issues off the field and starting to have a number of other neurocognitive issues. I started having vertigo issues uh, really strap into my career. Uh, my rookie year started having vertigo episodes during the season uh, and you know, wasn't understanding where that was coming from. You know, I'd go into the trainers uh, and they'd throw me in a dark room in the training room and tell me to go to sleep. I mean, I was puking everywhere. I'd have to have somebody you know, drive me in. I couldn't make it. I had to call the trainers and they'd come pick me up, bring me into the training room. I'm just throwing up everywhere. Um, and they'd throw me in a dark room and tell me to go to sleep. And they'd go to practice and they'd wake me up afterwards. And then I'd be fine. And there was never a discussion of why that was happening. Um, and that continued to happen every year at every team I was on. And there, that was, you know, almost, and I know it now to be intentionally suppressed as to why, because they have me tested for everything else, but the things that you should test someone for that's having these types of symptoms, you know, for, um, uh, you know, like Meniere's disease or things like that, where people are having constant episodes of vertigo, you know, you should automatically go in to get a brain scan. They just tested me for hearing. They tested me for balance. They tested me for all these other things and then tried to explain it to me that, well, there's these granules in your head and, you know, they've kind of gotten knocked off a little bit. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Okay, I have an imbalance, you know. Anyway, so it was just suppressed. I had all these things happening. My career extended towards the end in 2007 there last season in Kansas City with us. And uh, I was having vertigo episodes constantly, uh, dealing with it almost daily. And I uh, couldn't do things in you know, preparation for the games anymore, smacking myself around a little bit, uh, you know, getting that, that fire built up. Uh, couldn't do that without throwing myself into a dizzy fit, uh, fearing every play that I went out on the field that I was going to pass out, you know, uh, or get knocked out, you know, because I had concussions over my career. And, um, uh, you know, these things all added up. And then again, so fast forward post-career of, uh, you know, not just all the pain medications and muscle relaxers and sleep aids and all that, um, you know, it was on to psych meds. And I understood, though, after Canvas was introduced to me, that there was something that could help me get sleep, uh, you know, help my mind feel better, make turn all those bad feelings into good feelings, you know, type of thing. Uh, you know, it, that, that, that's what it does. And that was the only way I knew it. And then as I was in New Orleans, St. Louis, Kansas City, you know, you get different things from different people. And uh, every now and then, uh, something would come down the pike that was better. And it didn't make you ridiculously high. It just made you feel great, you know, and you could, you didn't have pain and uh, you, you weren't snappy. You were, everything was better about you. And so coming to California, understanding that, I went full force into, you know, trying all these different strains and found one that resolved. Light sensitivity uh, was better than any psych med that I was ever prescribed with all the good parts, none of the bad, and uh, I was sleeping better, uh, you know, and that all translates into, you know, you know, finding hope again. And I was completely hopeless at, at uh, you know, a little over two years ago of uh, this cocktail of medicines I was given to deal with all these situations that I know now. And now I've had a number of other people get off of pills completely uh, and only be using cannabis from military service members to football players and others uh, that have been in horrific accidents and things. And now they're, they're, their pain, they realize we don't even need those. Those never killed any pain. 
Painkillers don't kill pain. They just get you really fucking hot. You know, that's at the end of the day. They, it's, the, it's a contradiction and hypocrisy in it in that these synthetic medications are going to fix your problem. And all those actually really do is get you hot. Cannabis actually heals as it directs uh, your, your central nervous system and your immune system and, and speaks to those systems better than anything on the planet. You have a cannabinoid system in your body, and that's what those synthetics try to go to and interact with in their cocktails to go to certain areas of your body. Cannabis is a total body implementation of that that fires that immune system, fires your uh, central nervous system to go and attack injury and illness and repair your body. And that's God-given, and we need to understand that more. CBD is changing people's lives alone. The implementation of THC to that will supercharge it. And, you know, so my intention with Neural Armor is to get the general public finally the opportunity to see just what CBD alone can do for them. And using it daily, they will, they will start to understand and see things change in their lives that will be miraculous. I mean, I can't say anything more than that. Every person I've given this to that, commits to taking it daily has seen miraculous recovery in a number of things that they say just started to happen and it's nothing that that gets you high or anything like that you don't i mean the only thing that really crushes uh and immediately has an effect on is anxiety which is a huge thing with people and sleep you know immediately you'll start sleeping better immediately you'll have you know less if not zero anxiety and uh, so, you know, the other things that it starts to address speaks to the science of it and how it goes to address your entire body and start to heal yourself. So it's Kyle, the only thing in the world to do that does that. Kyle, you know, the, you, you had mentioned like it, that there's in the, tr- the chasing strains concept, people respond differently to different strains. I mean, you're out there talking to lead researchers in this subject. I know it's in the infancy, but is is the variation in response a genetic thing? Does it have to do with just variety, like a varied brain chemistry? I mean, like does uh, like the one that you found that it, that cured the light sensitivity and got rid of that? I mean, if uh, if Luke had those problems, would that strain work the same for you, or is the strain kind of unique to the individual? Um, I you know, I think it's it's a bit of both. Um, but uh, is that like a genetic thing? Are they even thinking? No, I did do research. Or- Some strains are uh, have. It, almost inflammatory effects. Others have anti-inflammatory effects. Right. Um, and so you, you use the indica strains and some of the indica strains, that's a, those are the ones that make you really sedated and really high. And that's where you see the bloodshot eyes. And that's where you see the, uh, you know, just kind of puffiness, you know, a bit. And that's where you see your individuals that are really heavy set. And, you know, the guys that sit around and eat potato chips. Yeah. You talk to people Sounds that wonderful. smoke sativa and they're active, they're up, they're alert. They don't look high. People don't know, know that they are. Um, and when I uh, found the strain that, that uh, resolved my light sensitivity, uh, I did more research on it. And uh, those sativa strains are the ones that they prescribe and have been for years to glaucoma patients mm-hmm. uh, so uh, the, the, that's the other thing about this the government owns a patent on cannabis as a neuroprotectant so dude, what's your you eyes or anything else it's what, you know. but uh and, and i was that, that was my next question um i know we talked pretty extensively you know over the years that the government owns the patent on certain strains and uh i think you were telling me that it's you know some god-awful amount that they've gone back and tested and found that specific strains are able to elicit certain responses and therefore they've patented it and people how, can't reproduce how old are, How old are the patents? Is this like a recent thing or? 2006, they patented cannabis. 
because of social media, all these other things, it's starting to creep out. Mm-hmm. And, there was, and there was a court case won by uh, the hemp, some of these hemp companies that have been out there uh, pushing for this legislation to pass. So, but, so where, 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 my interest in the whole patent is uh, not that, you know, uh, when did that take place? It's that it actually did. Right. And um, the thing that they kind of say is like, well, you know, the government can patent this or that, you know, if they want to, just on a whim, you know, they got a lot of patents. So I've done a little research. Not, not one of the psych meds I was prescribed and not one of the synthetic medications out there prescribed to individuals dealing with Alzheimer's, dementia, and any other neurological disorders does the government own a patent on as a neuroprotective. But they have, conveniently enough, patented cannabis as a so neuroprotective. What does that red flag mean to you? <laughs> well, it means everything to me and what I know personally. So I'm trying to, you know, let the rest of the world know this. And there is an opportunity. They left the, the, the door cracked open to see who was at the door. And, and it's going to come right in. You know, at the end of the day, they can't stop this. This is God. Uh, this is not me. It's not my story. Uh, there's millions of people benefiting from cannabis. This is a plant that grows from the ground. And I can only speak to, you know, my own personal, you know, attachment because, you know, getting yourself back, you also get your, your spirituality back in many ways. And uh, I cannot help but look at this as, you know, this is God talking you know, today. Yeah. This is not, this is not, this, these are the gods upset with man trying to be God. You know, and, uh, you know, in our whole, you know, mythology uh, background and all of our Viking culture and stuff, you know, I can't help but, you know, tap into that, know that that the gods are upset with what man has done. And this can't be stopped. This is going to help people. It's going to save people uh, that we are letting millions of people around the world suffer uh, when they don't need to with something that is so easily uh, produced and not only on the medicine side, the, the things that this has conspiracy theories around on. Oh, dude, I love it, dude. The industries and manufacturing side and all these things. We talk about global warming and these Al Gore's new movie. Like, motherfucker, if you're actually going to talk about some shit that means something, then why why don't you expose what you know about cannabis and why it's been suppressed? Because that alone, cannabis could save the world medicinally in human medicine and and the advancement of it and how it can resolve these issues uh, in our bodies and help live longer lives. And then on the aspects of global warming where uh, it can produce the most powerful fuels, the most, the strongest materials, uh, it was used around the world as such for millions of thousands of years. It's been here since we've been here and long Well, you know what the preferred uh, fuel for diesel engines is? Mm-hmm. Hemp fuel. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that, that was huge. No doubt about it. Yeah, like when, when they originally went at the diesel motors. But I mean, okay, so anyway, uh, uh, so this is a question that actually uh, I've never asked you, and I I have always been fascinated. So you you first dabbled and first uh, um, you know like had an uh, a, I guess an, uh, what's the word like you first tried marijuana with like second league in the NFL or second year in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and you said, so you go through it and like, you know, you'd smoke and like, you know, sometimes like you had no idea, you know, just whatever came down the pike. And you said that over the years, certain things made you feel pretty good. Um, and then, you know, you probably did that recreationally or for whatever reason, and then kind of adding those pills on top probably exasperated. Do you think that if you could 
somehow go back in time and have the right strains earlier on when you could have stayed off the painkillers and potentially healed some of the, uh, a lot of the damage that had been done playing? Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, to what I know about the science of this and, and my personal experience also of how it's allowed me to, I mean, I got ten, a plate and 10 screws in my right ankle. I got two broken toes. I need two new knees, a new right hip. I need another back surgery. They want to fuse the whole thing together because it's so fucked up. I got my left shoulder is completely bone on bone from 30 bone chips in there that I took out and nothing else is left. And everything else that hurts from all of the joints that we've got in our bodies. <laughs> uh, you know, you wake up with it every day. Uh, I don't have to tell you. But I don't take an aspirin. I don't take a leave. I don't take anything. I don't take supplements anymore. I don't. I I drink maybe one protein shake a day, uh, and I've eliminated every uh, every supplement outside of vitamin D in the winter time because I don't see the sun as much. You know, I, and and honestly, I've, I'm healthier. I haven't been sick in over two years now. Uh, I give this to my kids. They're the only kids at school that haven't been sick this whole winter. Um, well, you probably probably also don't give them fucking uh, what was it a uh, uh, flu fucking vaccine? Uh, the flu. Yeah, shot. no, they don't have to. They're not getting it, and 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 we've uh, we've kept them away. So my that. kids don't get sick either. I don't give them that shit. Yeah, John. Before yeah. we switch gears, you know, one thing I do, I just don't know what our listeners like where their minds are at. But what I thought was really fascinating is you know our number one intern, Big Fish. Remember him? He was talking about how uh, Mrs. Big Fish had like suffered from maybe some anxiety or some sleep sleep issues and yeah, she was no, taking all was, sorts of it shit was, uh, uh, from driving so she remember she would get terrible anxiety yeah yeah driving. and and so you know and this is just just a gal just a mom you know she's yeah. a mom yeah. and then she, yep. housewife. so she pops on the cbd and like has the uh, shocker i'm kyle you're like no fucking shit but like yeah. amazing results then it goes into like the the Newport beach moms club. And then all of a sudden all the moms are taking it and they're feeling better. Everything, like all the biomarkers are lining up. And it's just like, what's, what was crazy about that is like, these are just normal people. Cause I well, think some listeners like here, Kyle, and I, I mean this with uh, the utmost respect, Kyle, but you're extreme dude. You know, you're on the tail end of a bell curve. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, but normal people do this shit, man. And it's, well, uh, and well, it's helping. And but, I, I've heard it firsthand. And so it, well, it's opened up my eyes and changed my perspective for sure. It's, um, you know, and, if you think about the way it's always been spun for us, like I, I can remember being in, you know, elementary school and them showing us like the, all the anti-drug videos and self-esteem. And the first one they always talk about is how marijuana is this gateway drug. And if you smoke weed, then a week later, you're going to be fucking freebasing heroin and fucking injecting, um, you know, fucking heroin needles into your penis because all your veins have collapsed. It and is like, not that fun. I've tried it. Yeah. And, and what's, <laughs> what's pretty interesting is, is if you go and you were to look at the, I'm sure at the research and you were to look at people that have, you know, hardcore drug users. And if you had pulled them and said, Hey, what was, you know, uh, did you start with heroin? They'd probably be like, no, I started with something and I progressed. But I like, I, I wonder, uh, you know, is it, I mean, that's like saying like every person that ever had a beer decides to fucking be a full blown alcoholic. Like, right. Like how, like I, I just, it's fucking amazing that they've uh, effectively created this propaganda. I mean, to, you know, I, I, and I remember, like, remember the, uh, this is your brain, you know, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. I mean, they they're doing that again. They, that's a, that's a brand new commercial. They're doing it all over again. I saw it the other day, the same one, the eggs in the frying yeah. pan. I mean, but it, like, like, how do you, uh, like, I guess I, I, I guess the big fight is how do you remove the stigma around marijuana that we've been, 
basically pushed on us for the last 40, 50 years, you know, like the, uh, the days and confused, the lazy pothead and this, I mean, like all of these fucking like, uh, you know, stereotypes and just like marketing that's been pushed on us where, you know, if you're smoking weed, you're, you know, some fucking lazy Rastafarian who just wants to sit around and eat Cheetos all day. Like mm-hmm. how do you fight against that and necessarily, and, and, and I know you're doing it. I mean, I know with the CBD, with the education, things like the 420 games with, with uh, a neuro armor mm-hmm. just app, but really just what you're going out there and just kind of being the front of this thing. And uh, those of you guys don't know, there was a, a vice deal that, that Kyle, uh, Kyle did and we actually power athlete and myself were featured on it talking about training. And um, you know, how do you, really go out and dispel this kind of, and try to, you know, shatter these fucking preconceived notions about marijuana? Um, You know, it's a difficult process because obviously the element is always going to be there that uh, the media can focus on um, and make it look bad, you know? And so that's been my charge is to be a, um, you know, middle of the road, average guy. I know I'm not average. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm all these other things. And I, played pro football at the end of the day I'm speaking about this as a dad as a father as a husband you know somebody who wants to come home after his day and not yell at his wife and yell at his kids and uh, be there and be conscious of life and not be detached from it Um, I take my kids to school you know I'm involved I'm uh, coaching I'm doing all these things and so it's trying to empower people to you know through the 420 games events like that um, and uh, just our speaking opportunities that you know co- have come about because of uh, not only myself but a number of, of other uh, notable athletes that have now stepped to the forefront to start to change this conversation. You know, Steve Curry even now it's starting to starting to uh, uh, Phil Jackson. These guys are starting to come out of the closet and 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 add their names to this story. And so it's just about continuing to try and provide more of those stories um, as opposed to what really upsets me more than anything about it is that. Why do people care so much about someone's hair or their clothes or the way they look or that they are slower and don't care about, you know, things or, you know, and when they're just there, you know, and they're not doing things, you know, the the irony of it all is that I go, I've been to festivals, I've been to events and the cleanest events uh, are always the cannabis events because people are picking up trash because they care about the environment. Uh, people are uh, being respectful. There's no shootings. There's no fights. There's no, you know, like all these things you have Coachella and or you have these dance festivals and fucking 40 people die. Yeah, and, like, uh, you know, yeah, they, they all get some weird everywhere. Yeah, they've got some weird strain of ecstasy or they fight. I mean, dude, yeah. look, 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 you I mean, go to these cannabis events, they set up, their people are there, they're responsible, they're yes, sir, no, sir. You know, there's, there's, but, there's a, and anyway, so it, like, I don't uh, get dude, some people's, dude, uh, in, this empowerment of, of individuals. It pisses me off. And, you know, so to those people, I just say, what fucking country are you living in? You know, is this not America? Is this not the United States of America, the land of the free? Uh, we've got servicemen and 
women and just every day our neighbors, you know, I, you tell me if you've got a, a stoner, you know, neighbor that's not, you know, using it to be a gangster or whatever and, you know, live this lifestyle. They're just using it every day and they believe in it and they believe in love and peace and happiness and weed and the whole deal, you know, no matter what they look like or smell like, what kind of person are they to you? You know, have they ever done anything to you other than that they're just there? You know, well, so I mean, but, uh, people need to get over that shit. This is 2017. But, but, you know, isn't that universal? Like everybody else is so concerned with like what's happening at everybody else's fucking backyard, and I think it's because nobody wants to really look at what's happening with themselves. Like, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, they want people to be miserable like them. That's well, the thing, I, in my opinion, and what I've seen and experienced from it is that there are people out there that can't stand uh, that people are happy. And they need, they need company, to, right? No, like, okay. yeah, it, it really is. I mean, the media has just been overly uh, absent on this discussion and uh, they are complicit. They continue to run story after story of ignorance and these dumb things out there just as propaganda. And you could totally tell, you know, and it's, it's just got to end. This is America, man. I'm tired of people. I love this country. I didn't fight for it in a war or anything like that, you know? And uh, so I can't speak to it on that level, but uh, I love this country. I've been to other countries. I know what can happen in other countries too. This is the greatest country in the world. And the, and people need to start respecting that and stay out of other motherfuckers business. Okay. Let them smoke that weed. Cause that's keeping them from fucking you up. At the end of the day, when, uh, so why don't you let them smoke their weed? What do you care? It's not going to make them drive crazy. It's going to keep them in the slow lane and making sure they put their turn signals on and making sure true. they got their fucking seatbelt on and everybody's sitting up straight because they don't want the fucking cops to pull them over and fuck up that buzz. You know, they're not drunk, swerving all over the road, speeding everywhere, and you can Dude, buy that shit on a corner store. Think anywhere. about how many people, like, uh, okay, so com in, in comparison to alcohol, um, dude, think about one of our favorite pastimes playing as an NFL player is we would stand out on the field, and during TV timeouts, we would count to see the fights, and we'd be like, oh, look at that guy, and these fucking drunk idiots would be out there beating the dog shit out of each other. Yeah. Or you yeah. go to, like, a, a concert or any of the other things, and it's always the drunk motherfucker that's over there throwing punches. But uh, yep. um, I, I was thinking about it today. We, uh, you know, had a big day, dude, in that uh, they poured the foundation for, you know, fucking power athlete uh, HQ fucking gym, you know, this power athlete HQ awesome. in Texas. So they were out there pouring. And uh, my neighbor, who's uh, pretty much, you know, general contracting it for me, you know, he was down there. I mean, they started pouring at like fucking 530 this morning. We were down there at 730 fucking watching them uh, do it. And my neighbor was like, man, he's like, uh, you know, fucking undercover at night. And I'm like, you know, what's the deal? He's like, dude, you don't know who's going to drive by and be pissed off about this and want to come cause trouble. And I'm like, aren't these people just going to work? He's like, dude, there are so many people that don't have anything better to do than fuck with your life because their life sucks. And they feel that like somehow if they can fuck with somebody, they've done something. And he goes, dude, uh, you know, he, he's like, dude, just trust me, man. Like get it done, get it done fast. Let's get these guys fucking out of here. And like, it's just, that's kind of the nature. I mean, people are so interested, like, 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 why are they so outraged that Kyle Turley wants to go home, fucking, you know, uh, find his strain, smoke a little bit and be a better person? And that's somehow going to like erode the fabric of America. And, and what is the what is the uh, intention behind suppressing someone to to be a farmer? At the end of the day, this is something that takes hard work and farming, man. And I'm sorry. There, there ain't nothing lazy and easy about this. If, you, if you're growing weed, these are some of the hardest working people. This, that's some of the hardest work, period. 
Uh, and uh, the, these people are dedicated farmers, man. And it's going to come at the end of the day. You know, I don't worry about it because the trains left the station. You know, it, it's already happening. It, this is legal now in, I think, what, 26 states uh, and counting. You know, so all these people out there can go fuck themselves at the end of the day. Kyle, right? are you I worried mean, about it's going to happen? What about like, uh, you know, if it gets commercialized and the big tobacco, you know, I've, I've heard that big tobacco is going to stick their nose in it. And um, like, like, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, is that, well, I mean, Marlboro's already doing it. They got those Marlboro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're already doing it. Everybody's doing it. You know, quality is going to be the, the, the factor. These people don't know what the fuck they're doing. They'll be able to pay some people to figure that out. But at the end of the day, it's going to be like any other industry, and you're going to have your craft beers, your fat tires that are up in, you know, Colorado that are going to blow up, and you're going to have your people out of Northern California. It's just like the wine industry, and they're going to run things, and they're going to have their signature deals, and that's going to be worth something. At the end of the day, it's going to become another product, uh, and uh, the best money and marketing teams behind it are going to succeed outside of that uh, there still is an underlying uh, thing about uh, people knowing where it comes from and uh, you know the opportunity is there for everyone to do that and even it just you know California is going to implement uh, the six plant rule now after prop 215 passed and it went uh, you know to where you could grow at your house up to 24 plants now they're going to hack it on down to six uh, you know these numbers that they throw around that they think are going to suppress it more or whatever it's not it's this is a plan. It grows from the ground. God put it here. You can't control it. Get over with it. At the end of the day, in the marketplace, it's going to be about branding and marketing. You guys know this. This is your image. This is what you continue to do. And so those that are hustlers and know how to do that and get that work done and build good teams will have success. But at the end of the day, uh, just like with your business, nobody needs you guys. They can go to a gym down the street that has weights in it and fucking do it. All right. And plants grow from water and sun uh, and people are going to keep doing that. Now, that's epic, man. Uh, you know who we, we just had on the podcast was, is uh, Chris Bell. And uh, he's he are you familiar with Kratom? Yeah. Kratom. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's, you know, it's kind of on the similar mission. Dude, he's doing a, a documentary. He, he made that movie Bigger, Faster, Stronger and Prescription Thugs. And he's doing a whole deal on, uh, on Kratom and is like, he's like, dude, this is, this is a, a plant that grows out of the earth that uh, <laughs> allows people to, you know, relieve pain. And he goes, it, it you know, like it's, it's a lot of people get off painkillers. It's, uh, it, it's helping addicts. It's, it's really doing a lot of great things. And the government's trying to come in and fucking schedule one it. And yep. the reason being is, um, and he's like, there's no fucking reason, uh, you know, you have all of these, you know, Oxycontin, like he, I mean, we were, it's like taking a pill. I, I've taken it. It's like taking a pill. Um, uh, and I don't like the feeling of that, you know, but, um, there's different strains of it too. So there's something to find in Kratom. It, it's in the South Pacific islands and stuff like that, I guess, Philippines or something yeah, where yeah. it comes from. I don't really know shit about it. And Chris was yeah. just, uh, we, we were rapping about it and uh, he's like, dude, he's like, it's, um, it's something that it, it it's almost weird that, uh, you know, the, you know, people talk about the, you know, Colombian drug cartels and all these, you know, rich cartels. And he's like, all you have to do is realize that the richest drug dealers in the world are the legal prescription makers. He goes, you want to like, you know, and he was giving me some names. He's like, Google the net worth of the people that invented Oxycontin. Mm -hmm. He's like, they're worth like $4 trillion. And he's like, dude, like people talk about, uh, 
you know, uh, uh, Pablo Escobar and all these people. He's like, dude, yeah. they don't even make a, a sliver of what these companies make. Oh, and, you know, he's like, dude, they're, it just happens to be in the banking system, which well, is getting fucking rich off of that. Right. Too. Yeah. And, right. and he's like, he, he's like, dude, he goes, you know, under, you know, because it's white collar and, you know, it's under the guise of the FDA and all these things. And so you have these people that are staring it. I mean, like on, uh, I, I just watched, um, Dr. Bueller, who's our buddy in Utah, forwarded me this link, and I ended up watching these uh, like a nine-part series on like vaccinations. And they were going through, uh, they had um, uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, going through the vaccination deal, where he was like, you know, uh, up until I think it was 1987, they um, had a uh, a deal where you know there was some you know recourse for people that had been injured for vaccinations. And after I think it was in 87, they put a bill that was like the vaccination bill where they basically gave immunity. Uh, and like, you know, fucking carte blanche to the drug companies. And we went from like, I think it was like four vaccinations up to like, you know, uh, 40. And um, he was just going through and it was it was just pretty fascinating to watch. But uh, just looking at the power of uh, money in terms of the FDA approving different drugs and then putting things in schedules and doing this and then looking at it and saying, if your drug gets on the vaccination uh, schedule, what does that do? And there was a guy, and I think he was like, his company basically was able to get on the schedule. I mean, that dude made like, uh, you know, sold it the next day and it was $128 million to him personally. So, I mean, he's like, you know, with this big in numbers, I mean, there has to be something that's driving it other than just goodwill. And unfortunately what we know about money is fucking, it's rarely goodwill. So, yeah, I mean, what's complicated shit, right? Well, I mean, if you think about the, you know, here's the government or the FDA and all these companies that, you know, with big lobbyists, big money left and right. And all of a sudden now you have a situation where here's a plant that grows out of the ground that theoretically you can take that alleviates a lot of the problems that are already put out there. It's kind of like, you know, diet stuff, you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, this drug Crestor is able to reduce my cholesterol. Or you could do this, you know, holistic way where, you know, maybe you eat a little bit better to exercise. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, like it, 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 to me, it feels like, uh, uh, well, look at look what, they, crazy pills. Look what they did with, uh, you're, you're, you're talking about Kratom, we're talking about cannabis. They tried to do the same thing with omega-3s. People don't. No they, shit, they, I don't they, know that. So what happened? Yeah. Yeah, they tried to make omega three fat uh, illegal that yeah, you couldn't sell it. Uh, uh, far, well, they sell pharmaceutical omega three yeah. oil, like omega threes. They, they want to take to that off the shelves. Yeah, in stores, they wanted to get omega threes off the shelves in stores. So it's not just it's not just you know cannabis, these plants, these things that have. You know, because Kratom's got psychoactivity side effects as well. You know, it's real sedative. Um, how does it differ from, from uh, how does it differ from cannabis? I mean, the powder, you don't smoke it, you ingest it. Uh, but and but so, is it a similar kind of plant in, in, in like, like to cannabis? Is it? Uh, um, no, no, this is just strictly another herbal. You know, it doesn't. The thing about cannabis, the thing about, you know, whether it's THC or just CBD alone is that it speaks directly to your cannabinoid system. You know, we have an element, that's one of the things exposed on the Chasing Strain series, was when I had the opportunity to sit down with Raphael Mishulam from Israel. He's been funded by our own National Institute of Health for over 50 years on his cannabis research. And he uh, discovered over 30 years ago uh, that we have in our body a, a, a component, an, an element called two, they, they classified as two AG. Um, and uh, 
that component is our own cannabis. If we could harvest that from our own bodies, it's like stem cells. It could be re-injected into our cannabinoid system and supercharge the opportunity to heal and uh, recovery uh, process and uh, curing disease and all these other things. And, he, and, and still to this day, over 30 plus years that they discovered this, uh, it has not been implemented in one human trial study. This is not a plant that comes from the ground as the, you know, you watch in the series. This is, this is something we produce inside of our own bodies. This is one of our own cannabinoids. Cannabis, CBD, all these other things just mimic that. That's the plant version of what's inside of us. It speaks back to our potential evolution, you know, life, the whole thing and why we're here and that's here too kind of deal. Um, you know, but whatever on a cosmic level, scientifically, it speaks directly to our cannabinoid system just as 2AG does. And that's produced in our own body. So Kratom is another just, uh, you know, holistic plant remedy out there like opium and these other things uh, that, uh, you know, have been painkillers and just natural type of, uh, you know, uh, applications for dealing with pain and injury and uh, all these other things, depression, you know, that uh, mushrooms can help uh, all these other things. And some of those other things speak to your cannabinoid system and all that, you know, in ways, but in your, in your central nervous system, your immune system, but Nothing speaks to it more than cannabis because it mimics 2-AG, which is our own uh, cannabinoid in our body, in our system that goes more, helps more than anything in dealing with uh, injury and illness and trying to recover. And so, um, you know, Kratom is one of these other things. Again, omega-3s, one of the other things, you know, uh, on down the line, opium, even mushrooms, uh, they're finding all these things can be unbelievably beneficial if used the right way medicinally and prescribed and dosed in the right ways. You know, I mean, you're, you're seeing kids with cannabis go from grandma seizures to nothing in like 20 seconds from a spray up the nose. You know, this is on YouTube. So when you're saying the right way, Kyle, you mean in like a, a dose or combination or something that doesn't trigger significant psychological effects or, or uh, not psychological? Yeah. What am I thinking, John? Yeah, I mean, dealing with injury uh, and what you know, man is trying to do with all these doctors trying to do creating these medicines. That's why they give you prescription because they're trying to hit that mark. And so over under the mark isn't going to, you know, resolve your pain or your issues or injuries. And so, you know, it is, it's in the dose. There's no such thing as recreational marijuana. Everybody's using it as a medicine to get away from something. And they're trying to reach a level of, you know, elevation uh, that helps them deal with their life, you know, in some way. But if you're going to attack direct injury and illness, there is a, a mark to be reached, uh, you know, over or under it isn't going to get it. And right on it will, will give you the healing you need. Everything else is just, you know, fun afterwards or helping to, you know, better those things that you kind of well, selfishly want to have happen more. You give yourself too many supplements, all these other things, because you want to get bigger muscles. They're going to have a negative side effect on your system. There's a proper level of those things that you can have without damaging your body or disrupting your chemical, you know, makeup. Well, if, I mean, uh, Kyle made an interesting point early on uh, about the uh, different strains and more upon the CBD uh, affecting the nervous system and helping to heal. The one thing that we know about the opiates 
is they don't fuck it, dude. They cause mass, a massive inflammation and they're fucking extremely hard on the small intestine and the gut. I mean, dude, you talk about uh, people that are habitual users of opiates and, and painkillers and dude, it fucking destroys the gut lining and really fucking has caused a, a ton of problems oh, yeah. within the small intestine, which we know is the window to the immune system. So, uh, you know, people that are, are big on the That's opiate, water, I'm not just... just <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, you know that shit's super damaging and very hard on the body. I mean, dude, that's cow, man. Like uh, coming off a detox uh, from the opiates, dude. Like, will fuck your world up. So, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, there's never been a point where I've ever heard anybody say, "Hey, you know, these, uh, you know, Vicodin or these opiates or different things uh, are beneficial to the system." Um, you know, it's always like uh, these are extremely hard on the stomach. They're, you know, they damage the gut lining. Uh, you know, they're hard on on the immune system. Uh, you know, and you run into just, you know, countless side effects, but what they do is they're going to numb you or they're going to fucking sedate you or you buzzed enough to where you're not going to notice the pain, you know? So now you're looking at something where, you know, you're looking at all of these negatives for one positive. And now you're talking about something that has, you know, medicinal effects in terms of healing and helping, you know, central nervous system efficiency and, uh, you know, allowing the body to heal. So, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's super fascinating. I'm just kind of, you know, I mean, I, I hate to use the word conspiracy because as soon as I do, Luke gets fucking excited. But yeah. it, it, it seems like the the fact that there's a lot of information that either has been suppressed or isn't being looked at because potentially, uh, I think it's fucking damaging to revenues for other people. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, there is. I mean, it speaks to every conspiracy out there. It's ridiculous, and I'm just over it. I don't care. You know, this is going to help resolve the uh, situation with our suicide rate uh, of our military servicemen and women. This is going to resolve the suicide rate of our brothers uh, in our football community, and this is going to resolve the suicide rate uh, across the world. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, I'm trying to save lives, and so I don't care about uh, what anybody. Uh, conspiracy is anymore it's about exposing the truth you know i appreciate you guys having me on to talk about this because that's what's going to change this as you know we come back to that that topic uh, you know what's going to change this is having discussions like this and uh you know being honest about where we are with our lives people need to be honest with themselves you know everyone who has a criticism of cannabis can look at the three fingers pointing back at them uh and and those are likely attached to synthetic medications that they're trying to deal with their injuries with or their life with um and they uh, i can show them a better way this is not about imposing some hippie lifestyle on the world this is about resolving injury and illness and everyone should be uh, more than motivated to do that as we've seen the ravages of what opiates have done in our communities yeah, in our churches in our congregations of people i mean uh, you know you watch all these different things i grew up mormon so i watch you know the conferences and all that stuff every now and then i look and the people look miserable they look sick they're all overweight they're all just on this pill ride you know uh, salt lake city's become the second hub or the now i guess moving to be the largest uh, of the pharmaceutical industry where it was in uh, new jersey you know uh, and now it's now it's in salt lake you know so because they uh, uh in the mormon deal that it's uh it's cool to take pills I mean, yes, it's, like, it's so. because you're talking to your doctor and, uh, you know, and, and so everyone's comfortable with this discussion of, of here, this doctor gave me this piece of paper and I go and get these, you know, pills at the store and my life's better, you know, and, and, and not understanding that it's not going to be better. This is, this is 
what you are preaching against at the highest level because all those do is get you high and all those do is mask what it is is going on with you so you're detaching yourself from reality and what god wants you to you know experience and feel um you know and while we're doing that uh my aunt who's you know dedicated 100 percent of her life to the church and everything else is losing her kidney and her liver because she's been on certain medications for too long uh, ultimately at the end of the day to deal with you know uh, whatever female problems or uh, you know that they try to pawn it off on or uh, anxiety issues and this pill will fix that you know or a sleep you need help sleeping here's this pill oh just one a day won't hurt one hurts that's what everybody keeps talking about the nfl they're like no the, the use is way down it's a lot harder now to get a you know vicodins from coaches or from the trainers and the doctors they you know they really put a hard but it only takes one and that's the truth you know, these things are made to addict people to, to this and it's ruined people's lives, you know. So uh, all, all the conspiracies can get on with it. And I'm, I'm just here to, to help save this game, help save uh, the, you know, the world, if you will, from what I personally have experienced and have a platform to talk about, you know. And so I've encouraged, you know, more people that ha are – you know, just hardworking Americans that understand this to be more open about it and have those discussions. Because I've now introduced Canvas to so many other regular people, uh, you know, that are connected to us from our kids' schools and everything else and all these other situations where they would have been prescribed pills for themselves, for their kids. Um, you know, we've got multiple people now giving this to their children and having amazing results. And there's no negative side effects whatsoever, only positive. So, so Kyle, Kyle, do you yeah. see, do you see a day within uh, within the days that we're walking this green earth, where on a same day somewhere in the whole world, there's a kid that walks into his pediatrician, there's a, a parent who walks into their 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 practitioner, and they all and, and an NFL athlete who goes into the training room, and you're all talking to docs, and somewhere all at the same time, all three of these people are getting a prescription for some sort of cannabis-based medication, and they're going to a Target to fill that prescription, and it's going to be, it's ultimately going to be a product of cannabis. You think that day is coming? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that day's coming. Again, the government doesn't put a patent on something unless they got some plans for it. Yeah. Okay. So that day's coming. Um, and uh, the beauty of it is that uh, that can come. And, you know, those who, uh, you know, they'll have a window of opportunity before everybody really wakes up and understands that, uh, um, you know, that they can, they can do it themselves. You know, they can make their own cookies for their buddies um, and all these other things that they can do. But, you know, who wants to put that work in, man? We want to go to the gym. We want to live our lives. We want to, so these things will succeed. And again, it's a marketplace. And so once it's allowed and people have that experience, yeah, it's going to take over. They're going to try to innovate medicine because that's where I personally believe and why I speak like I do because I want to keep pushing this because they can't run from the truth and the truth makes them uh, exposes you know how they've been ignorant about it. So now there's more studies going on. There's more testing. And I believe if I can go down to the bad part of town and find the miracle that I've found, that science could actually take this to some levels of uh, a bit more detail. And uh, if they craft, you know, medications based on that, that can start resolving injuries and illness for people, um, you know, every day, uh, it's going to be on the product mark, you know, side, in my opinion, um, and the medicinal side and like Walgreens and all those things, they'll just start going away, you know, because they, they can't stop this thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's, 
it's infectious uh, because it, it works and it's healing people and saving people's lives. And at the end of the day, they're just building a new Walgreens down the street for me. And uh, there's going to, you know, this year alone, there'll be probably, you know, 20 people in my community that will die because of that Walgreens opening its doors. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the reality people will start to wake up to. Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, they'll, they'll start seeing the other people at their school start talking about this CBD stuff, this CBD stuff, you know, you don't need to be doing this because you don't need to get high with marijuana for it to work and be medicinal, right. you know. And, and uh, when, you know, when everybody's tired of being high, which is all that they're doing with all these pills, they're going to realize, you know, they've been had, they've been hoodwinked and all these other things. I, did, I, I think they're just going to have more ways that they can start implementing medications that you can't grow from the ground and start putting, you know, the, the real things, which is what cannabis is going to do for the rest of the world. It's going to make them start because that's the only way they're going to monetize it you know, stem cells, all these other things that you can't do in your backyard or your garage, you know, you're not extracting stem cells from yourself, you know, who's, not, who's doing that? Nobody. Right. You got to do these things in laboratories. So it'll start exposing them to the opportunities where they can only go uh, from cannabis because cannabis is a, is a resolution, uh, a wonder medicine uh, that resolves injury and illness. Um, but, you know, stem cells, all these other things can be so much more advanced where they can start curing diseases and they have, they're just sitting on all kinds of stuff. You know, I'm convinced of that, that they'll be able to, to catch back up, you know, to what the success cannabis alone has, but it will always be there. So as, cause you've been in this fight for a while and now you, you said you, there's names like Phil Jackson, Steve Kerr coming out as I guess, just pulling back the curtain a little bit being like, yeah, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Do you think uh, like, what other what other prominent figures or what type of figures do you think need to come out that would really kind of accelerate the the social acceptance of this type of treatment or this type of you know even recreational use of cannabis like you know does it have to be a politician a ceo yeah well you yeah, I don't know, man. You would have hoped that uh, all these presidents that, you know, used marijuana um, and you know, would, would actually speak about the truths that they know, you know, because you know those guys know a few things about it and why it's illegal and why they own a patent on it still, you know. Right, right. They are I, I'm just amazed at the press and that this is not a question um, that they ask. Like, why would it? there ever be a question in the, you know, to Spicer or whoever else is, you know, whatever administration is going to stand up there and answer questions to the media. Why does the government own a patent on marijuana? You know, <laughs> what, what, you know, what, what, what is the answer to that? Why? And why do they not own patents on any of these other medicines that are out there that they're trying to Trump, promote? To and and uh, what's Trump's response? Be huge. Mm. Mm, wonderful. Huge. Wonderful people. Let me yeah, just make a bunch yeah. of generalist claims and with that no founding whatsoever. Yeah, man. No, yeah, he's got uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the, his guy out there talking about it and saying uh, they're going to, you know, impose more federal funding behind it and stuff. It's, you know, fear mongering again. And he, oh, Trump already said that he would be in support of medical marijuana. And if he supports the troops, then he will. Um, but, you know, they're not going to. It almost seems like as soon as they get into office, you know, these guys, they talk about, you know, I'm cool and I smoke weed. I mean, Trump, I mean, he's been in the entertainment industry. Come on. I mean, you know, he's done blow off a of hooker's ass. Uh, I mean, that, they're, they're, I'm pretty they're, sure he's <laughs> done his fair share of cocaine. I mean, they just like, a, I, you he, know, I, we've never talked about this, but 
I think that, isn't that just like assumed? Everyone's like, oh yeah, I guarantee Trump's got some crazy coke stories. Well, I mean, oh yeah. Did you hear about like how the uh, uh, the KGB was filming him in Russia with these fucking Russian hookers like pissing on him and stuff? <laughs> it, like, like I, I was reading. I all, know, I no, this. dude, I was reading how this stuff, how they like came out that they have all these videotapes of, of a bunch of broads like urinating on him, and I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah um, we already knew that or we know, just assumed I'm, it well i mean you know like looking at him if he told me that he likes to go to russia and have russian hookers urinate on him i like I, I you know like it's not like i'd be outraged i'd be like yeah I, I, it's kind no of, is there no, anything I, whatever I mean, yeah whatever man but all these guys that have done all these things i mean and then you got presidents like obama who's been you know out there about his you know use of marijuana it's got it in his book and stuff you know it, it's these people who have the opportunity to educate themselves is what really perturbs me you know is that that's who needs to come out more and talk about this is people who can't and the media that needs to continue to expose the truth and not just focus on you know like my show chasing strains it's been the hardest thing to get them to put up i don't even know if they're going to put it up you know it went up onto this uh uh oh so the vicing never went go 90 out app or something that verizon bought into and then it just shelved there for a while they've talked they've said it's going to go out on the air i don't know i've had videos taken down off of youtube that where it's just me speaking about this like i am here you guys watch you guys put this up on on the internet put it up on youtube yeah, but don't be surprised if they shut it down they take this episode and they just trash the whole thing man it's been amazing to see the opposition at work here yeah, i just and don't think the the two they're, they're, they're in fear yeah i don't yeah i mean there's like like four people at home and probably two of them are our parents yeah that's bad you know, like yeah so i mean it's uh but they're never going to get to see it <laughs> nah, you know what dude we'll we'll keep putting it up one because uh one yeah. i think I think NeuroArmor is a, a badass product, and I think it's it's killer that um, you know you've taken a, a you know a step in that direction to to kind of decriminalize it and remove some of the stigma where you're like, hey, you know what, we're going to find a way for this to be 50 state legal and for people to find the medicinal parts associated with cannabis. Um, you know, and and the problem is, is people are so uneducated. Every time I talk to people about CBD, and they're like, well, doesn't that get you high? And I'm like, no, that's the THC. The CBD is actually the part the the cat. Uh, cannabinoid that um you know helps the system and is really the the part that when they do the research has the medicinal parts and i'm like dude you don't have to you know like you said you don't have to, yeah. have to take cannabis so the problem becomes is uh, you know but this is so fucking universally true we're so inundated with just so much information that people don't know what to believe they think that you know one joint and i'm going to be fucking spicoli with a skateboard falling on my head and mr hand chasing me down when in reality uh, you know, that's not the case. And, you know, but then it's, it's also interesting that, you know, you have people that it's okay that they go and they get a prescription for, you know, 90 painkillers every 30 days and pop those motherfuckers like breath mints. But yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's an idea that, Hey, potentially you could do something else. I mean, and I know for me personally, if, um, if I was in pain and dude, the last thing I'm going to do is go to the fucking doctor and get a prescription for painkillers. Isn't like, that weird, man? I, I don't know. why. Yeah. Cause you know, 10 years ago, that's what I thought you're supposed to do. And you get on this right. journey and you talk with guys like you, Kyle, and just John, the, you know, your, your league of extraordinary gentlemen. And you're just like, man, 
why the fuck would I ever go to a hospital? You know, unless there's a, a dude, something sticking out of my arm. Uh, yeah, you fucking go there to die. I mean, dude, hospitals, like, you go to a hospital to die. If you go to the hospital, you will die. I mean, that's why we deal with people like Dr. Tom, where you go visit him and you get your blood work done and you make sure you're fucking dialed. You know, you go to the gym and you train every day and you, you know, have great conversations with Rob Wolf and you read their books and you try to make fucking more better educated, you know, decisions about nutrient density and micronutrients and you try to sleep with doc parsley and you know not with doc parsley but under doc parsley's you know i know sleep. a few people who would uh, Callie, yeah, i'm talking to you well but i mean doc parsley like you know like get your sleep get your exercise fucking eat a real food diet train fucking live your life and you know i mean and if uh you know pain or injury comes up you have to fucking deal with it you can't just hide it away until it becomes so bad that next thing you know you're you know fucking invalid but you know the idea that you know here's something that you potentially can can you know try and kind of forte and you don't have to necessarily jump in and go buy a you know a join a right reggae band and start smoking weed there's there's products like NeuroArmor out there that have you know the cbd in it and the medicinal parts that you can try you can order it and uh and get it in and, and fucking give it a shot i mean dude uh i've taken it and i can promise you you don't get high uh you just kind of get a very interesting uh sense of well-being and um, no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, just feeling better is, is kind of an um, interesting statement. I remember my wife being like, well, how do you feel? I'm like, I just feel kind of better. Like, you know, like it just. That's what it does. Yeah. And, um, you, know, you know, it's about injury and illness. Uh, at the end of the day, what are we doing? We have in, in sport, in uh, exercise, you have injury. It happens. And are you going to go to the doctor and get that prescription? Or are you going to give your body what it wants and what it needs? Your body doesn't want Vicodin. Your body doesn't want Percocet. Your body yeah. doesn't want those things. At some Dude, points, your you mind, sick you, you know, wanted these things because they made you feel so good, you know, after you took them. But your body doesn't want that. Your body needs cannabis. It, 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 it lives on it. it. It's why we have a cannabinoid system. People need to understand this. They need to start using it and empowering it because it will not only repair their injuries and their illness uh, much faster, it will help their, their cognitive issues in dealing with all of those at the same time uh, be, become non-issues. Um, you know, motivation, power, empowerment, personal empowerment to, to be motivated, to have hope, to go out there and get up every morning and go train. That is the most important thing because the pain is going to come. You know that's going to come. But are you motivated to go do that? And if you're not, there, you know, then you need, you're, you're, you're imbalanced. And so what cannabis does is balance that system out. CBD speaks to that more than anything on the planet. Uh, and that's what NeuroArmor allows people to do. It has that opportunity, all 50 states, 30 countries. Because of Power Athlete HQ, you posted about it, or you, I think you posted about no, it on no, your yeah, personal no, page. I, I, I did it on my uh, We've gotten, yeah, I've got I'm shipping product now to Australia. Uh, we're shipping product, got hit up by a, a professional rugby player in London. Um, that's a big time rugby player. Uh, oh, you know, one of the big leagues. saw it on my page, huh? When I reposted. Yeah. A hundred percent. Everyone well, says we've heard about this, you know, and we want to well, try this. Can we? And we're like, we looked into it. Yep. We can start shipping there. So, well, uh, is there any way we could, um, I mean, we probably, probably can't pull it off the cuff right now, but I'm sure in the show notes when we push it out, we could probably get like a discount code for NeuroArmor that anybody's listening and wants to give it a shot. We probably put together a little discount code and, Oh yeah. Uh, and, and Kyle can, uh, you know, push that out and we'll, we'll get that offline. And, um, you know, if you guys are fascinated and you want to give it a shot and, uh, you know, see what really it's about and, uh, you know, support the cause. Cause you know, the, um, the funny thing, and Kyle's going to laugh when I say this, I said, the, the one thing that the world is most afraid of 
is making is putting is basically making like I if you want to fuck with the world, make Kyle Turley a billionaire. And uh, I've always said this joke because here, here's, the problem. here's the hilarious part. You got all never happened. Oh, no, they would kill you first. Like Mark yeah. Zuckerberg, all these dudes get all money. And, you know, you fucking hear about it. I'm like, dude, if you gave Kyle all of that dough, not only would he work to try to set this motherfucker on fire, he would spend every dollar to set it. <laughs> like, like he'd, he'd be like, he'd be like, Oh God, wait, hold on. Hey, know, man, I what mean, good? What good is it if you can't do good with it? You know, well, I mean, it, like you know, I, I always laugh where you have the like the Leonardo DiCaprio's talking about global warming and whatever, and then he gets on his Learjet and flies to his fucking you know three hundred foot yacht that's pumping out yeah. nine hundred gallons of diesel an hour, yeah. and like you know, like basically a, a re, uh, you know evaporating the hey, fucking man, take, environment. Take as it easy it, on Leo. That's dude, Leo. As, that's as my he, guy. Well, dude, Leo. he he parked his massive yacht and destroyed like an entire. Uh, fucking um what was it uh, a reef you know like you know but he needed a place for his boat so let's kill the reef like it, it's just there's so much fucking hypocrisy in this whole thing that it's yeah. like you know and um, and they're leaving out the discussion you know every one of them is leaving cannabis out of the discussion and that's the thing people need to get exposed on that they're all using it and they need to understand it and what it has the power to do it's not just this recreational thing that they wanted everybody to believe in uh and that it just gets you high there is something to be with with cannabis that can resolve so many things in our society from global warming to injury and illness, uh, all these diseases that are getting cured with it today. And these people need to start speaking up about it, you know, because uh, they're being quite complicit um, in the ignorance that's being spread out there by not doing so. And uh, you know, it's a, uh, um, how, how, you know, all the cancer groups, you know, they, uh, now it's, we have a whole month of that, you know, or uh, during football season, everybody's going to wear pink about cancer and all this and that, but they, they prove that cure, it kills cancer. Cannabis kills cancer. I mean, my wife has skin cancers and they're, they're done in three days by putting it on a bandaid and covering it up and putting it and rubbing on this cannabis oil. She doesn't have to get these things cut out of her skin anymore over two years now. You know, it was every year having to get things cut out of her and all the chemo creams and all these other things. And now it's three days with the cannabis oil on a, under a bandaid. Pull the bandaid off not there anymore. And I've given it now to multiple people that are dealing with cancer. The science behind CBD alone, neural armor, any cancer patients, uh, research the science, CBD alone can increase the success rate of any cancer drugs, any and all. And actually there are multiple facilities around the country and the world that are uh, using CBD now because of that over 50% improvement and success rate of cancer drugs can be achieved consistently through everybody every cancer patient through through using cbd and so you know there there's there just has to be more education people need to you know stop being so ignorant and and just casually throwing around these these causes and all these other things without trying to find a solution you know i didn't just talk about football all the problems with it just to sit back and bitch and be that you know you know, disgruntled football player because my career didn't end the way I wanted it to or whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, this is about trying to, to take that opportunity to, to, to speak to how do we fix this? That's all I've been empowered to do is not just expose problems with our game and our society, but how do we fix those things? And in my opinion, it's through cannabis because if you can heal yourself and heal your minds, then all these other things can be you know, addressed if you don't have a, a clear head and clear thinking and, um, you know, uh, your health, uh, you know, your body's controlled by the misery you're living in, you know?
Well, I think that's that's telling. I mean, I, well, if you, listeners, if you haven't heard Kyle, Kyle's first podcast with us, it was kind of uh, like it, the, it was topical with the NFL. And, you know, like you said, like there was a sense of you, there, you were disgruntled, man. And, uh, you know, what's cool now is like you got in the fight. You, you Like you said, you've, you've continued to pursue this as a potential solution. And now, you know, what you said earlier is you're saving football. It's like you saved it within your own psyche. Now, you know, for these JUCO kids you're working with, like, hey, they could be on like – it's like riding a unicycle down the Grand Canyon. Like you're eventually going to crash, but at least now with some of these treatments, you got to crash mat. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Fall, exactly. You're good. Yeah. I, you know, it is what it is. You're never going to be good. You're never going to be perfect again, but, but you, your body can start to address that in much better mm -hmm. way. You know, we're, we've headed down such an unbelievably wrong path with trying to address injury and illness through all of these synthetic medications. And cannabis has been there since the beginning. It's documented throughout uh, our human existence uh, in every society around the world. And then, you know, and, I mean, and if you're a, a you know, a Bible thumping oppressor, you know, and, and want to go on that route because of this, you know, demonization of the plant, then you just need to get back in and start reading your Bibles. Okay. Cause it, it says that all of the herbs of the earth are for the benefit of man. And I cannot, as a person who believes in a higher power, sit back and say that, how is it that this plant that smells different than anything, uh, looks different than anything, does things different and better than anything, uh, why is it here? You know, why, why has this been around the world in every continent from cold climates to hot climates, humid climates, dry climates? This plant has existed. And uh, everyone in documented society uh, around the world throughout history has spoken about its power. And so why are we in 2017 so ignorant and, uh, you know, um, you know and where we are? You know, we should be so much further down the road. You know, if they could, they would have only exposed the brain disease in football when they discovered it, when Omalo brought it to them, how many lives would have been saved if we have the opportunity to resolve injury and illness without these synthetic medications that are killing everybody? Statistics are there to show it. Even in prescribed dosages, you have over 45 Americans a day dying um, just because of those prescriptions that they've taken uh, to a T that the doctors have prescribed them. Over 45 to 50 Americans die every day uh, because of that alone. Uh, you know, uh, when are we going to stop the cycle? Um, and so, you know, through taking care of yourself, working out, eating right, diet, uh, nutrition, exercise, uh, and giving your body what it wants and what it needs to recover from doing that, you know, uh, and living your life and just living in general. You know, this plant was made for us, in my opinion, um, and I think the science speaks to that, uh, and I think that spirituality speaks to that, um, and everybody needs to understand that. Neuroarmor gives them that opportunity, and uh, you know any other CBD product that they can get their hands on will do the same. Uh, you know, if it's quality source, uh, you're going to have an experience. I challenge anybody in your community uh, to order Neuroarmor today and have it uh, delivered to your doorstep, and try cannabis and do it consistently every day, and just sit back and watch the things that are going to start changing in your life. Uh, you're, you're, you will not be disappointed. I can guarantee you that. And, uh, more so I, I, <laughs> uh, I would challenge any one of your listeners or viewers to, to, to take that challenge up and, uh, prove me wrong. Cause I guarantee you, you won't. And that's, uh, 
I'm not, I don't guarantee things in life, but I've seen this enough throughout the communities I've given it in and people I've given it to the circles I've given it to. And I challenge any one of your listeners to prove me wrong, <laughs> including yourself. Yeah, dude, there you have it. I mean, dude, Kyle, we were like 15 minutes in and I couldn't help but uh, throw up on, on Instagram, like another legendary episode, man. I appreciate you taking the time and like, dude, it, it, the message is clear. It, it, give it a try. Give it a shot. I mean, what's it, there doesn't seem to be any significant yeah, risk, mean, right? No, I mean, and, and I, I think. No, there's no risk. Zero well, risk. Well, <laughs> I was, was going to say, how many people a day die of cannabis? Zero. Not Zero. a person in the history of the world. I, Believe I, me, if it was there, they would be talking about it quite loudly. Yeah, and it's, I, I, <laughs> that's a good point. I remember Joe Rogan yeah. making a point. He's like, you know how many people, like he was going through all statistics of like, you know, alcohol crashes. I mean, all these different things. And he's like, you know how many? Yeah, changing a light bulb. Yeah, right? he's like, you know how many people have died of uh, cannabis? Uh, zero. And yeah. I, I remember thinking like, like, how is it that, uh, you know, and if it's if if it killed somebody we'd hear about it um you know i mean obviously you know the effect of cbd which you know if you guys want to check it out i mean hit it up but just do some research i mean just like everything we've talked about i mean you know and really the theme of this show from day one has always been battle the bullshit and uh you know whether it's you know bringing on chris bell or having rob wolf or kyle turley you know uh different people coming in and really just you know talking about uh you know their personal fight and what they're doing and more importantly their little piece of how they're trying to affect and change the world because unfortunately you know one person isn't going to fucking change the world but uh, a you know cohesive group of individuals fucking casting you know pebbles into the i guess you could say the you know the pond of life will effectively create such a ripple environment that we can start making effects and do the the effect i mean just talking with chris yesterday uh on the you know for the podcast to be coming out here you know in the future uh just the effect of opiates and prescription drugs is so far reaching beyond what we we know what the legal stuff and then you get into a situation um like i think he was telling me in the state of tennessee they issue more prescription uh prescription for monthly painkillers than there are people in the state of tennessee so like more scripts are written for these different painkillers than there are people. And so he's like, dude, the people are going to five or 10 different doctors and he goes, these epidemics. And then what happens is they're like, oh, it's the illegal drugs. Well, no, eventually they get cut off. And then what do they do? And they can't get their Vicodins. They can't get their, their uh, Oxycontins anymore. So then they turn to cheaper, more easily accessible hard drugs. And these guys end up dead. And he's like, dude, it's the gateway to hard drugs isn't marijuana or Kratin or these other deals. It's it's fucking painkillers. A guy hurts a back, doctor writes him a script. All of a sudden now, you know, the doctor won't write him anymore. And next thing you know, he's, he's kind of progressing down in this, uh, you know, deal. So, um, you know, and I think for a lot of people, they feel it's somewhat hopeless. Like, how do I get out of this, you know, evil cycle? And, you know, it's this vicious circle where pain and I got to go get this and I feel like terrible and I watch my health declining. I mean, cause that's Kyle, man. I mean, I know guys that we've played with that, you know, all of a sudden get hooked on the pills and you can fucking see it in their face, man. They're hollow eyes and dude, it just sucks the soul right out of them. And I think for a lot of people, they don't know how to get out of that vicious cycle and that then really fight out of it. And I think, you know, products like what Kyle's talking about with NeuroArmor and just other ways with, uh, with cannabis, um, is definitely an option. And I think, uh, one to be explored and, and I wish more and more people would explore it because dude, it's a, uh, you know, a way better, uh, end game than what we're seeing with the prescription painkillers. So, I mean, which is fucking is unbelievable to me that they are, that they are handing these things out as readily. And I mean, dude, uh, you know, let's not make any illusions here, dude. We played in the NFL and even though they're claiming like, Oh, it's hard to get them. Dude, you remember how easy it was to get that shit. 
you know, after games, they would come around and be yeah. like, hey, you know, here's your script. You know, you got injured and they hand this stuff. And I'd be like, what the fuck am I going to do with a box of 30 of these things? Yeah. I'm in my bag. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and, you know? At the end of the day, man, it's about education, okay? What I've learned and you learned about those is that they don't work, okay? And the science goes back to understanding that those side effects on those bottles are real. What you People just need to educate themselves. They don't need to hear my story. They don't need to hear anybody's story. They don't need to hear you talking about it. They don't need to hear anybody talking about it. They need to go be educated. And uh, at the end of the day right now, you have an opportunity to try something. Not just be educated, but have a personal experience and say, yes, it does or it doesn't work for me. Okay, and I challenge anybody to do that. Go to neuroarmor.com and uh, go to our buy page and you get a product page. And you can go and pick your product that you'd like to try. Uh, and if you got any questions, hit us up. I mean, uh, so Kyle, we're I'm out trying to give people now. the opportunity. What's the, so what's yeah. the difference between, like, let's say the nectar and the extract? And so there's, a, there's four different products here. Yeah. So the nectar is a water soluble product. You can put that into any beverage. Um, and uh, the uh, ex, uh, the uh, uh, the nectar is the extract that you can put into any any uh, liquid, mix it in any drink, a bottled water. Uh, there's 30 full droppers in a bottle, so a month's dose, if you will. Um, and there, uh, the extract is the MCT oil with CBD. It breaks the blood-brain barrier um, and uh, has immediate absorption rate that. Uh, can uh, uh, get it into your system. Our company is focused on bioavailability, rapid, you know, results in, in getting this into your system. And so, you know, we focused on these things that uh, allow, you know, it to be automatically, I mean, the nectar is going to go in your system. It's in nano form. So it's going to uh, go into your system uh, and uh, through your stomach lining. It's never going to go through your digestive tract. Um, Again, 30 doses a bottle for a month's supply. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it, again, if people take it consistently and daily, then they'll have an experience. They'll have an experience that they can say and speak to, um, you know, whether or not it works or doesn't for them, you know. And um, uh, at the end of the day, I think it's worth 50 bucks, uh, at our, you know, our, uh, for, for somebody to try and improve in your life, I think will convince you in just that 30 days that, uh, you know, you need to keep putting this into your system, you know, and, I, and I'm not here to make money. Uh, I'm here to uh, expose this. Um, and so, uh, you know, everything we do continues to benefit charitable causes um, and uh, try to, you know, use whatever is uh, profited from this to help keep giving back to help continue this conversation and get people well. And, um, you know, uh, I, I've, I've got a community of brothers that I care about. And this is just one of those things that I've experienced uh, a benefit from in my life. And uh, I have to give this to them as well, you know, so uh, that the rest of the world can try this uh, is just an amazing opportunity. And I'm quite fortunate and, uh, you know, that I have the opportunity to do that, you know, uh, it's a, it's a very rare opportunity in life where you, uh, have, uh, that opportunity to affect so many people in a positive way. Um, and I think that, uh, it, when you have those opportunities and have the opportunity to be in a, uh, on a platform to, to expose that, um, you got to take advantage of it, you know? So I, I appreciate you guys having me as always, man. And, uh, you know, and, Keep loving what you guys are doing. I'm glad you guys are back up and running now in Tejas. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we've been, uh, dude, it's been dicey seeing is that, uh, you know, internet, but dude, we're moving ahead, man. The facility got poured today and, uh, dude, we're just in the process of building some sick, sick infrastructure. So, dude, can't wait for you guys to come out and, uh, dude, just it'd be bitching to get you out here to Texas and fucking do, we can sit totally. down and, uh, do some, actually do some legit stuff and having a legit place because I mean, we got to the point where we were in Costa Mesa and our little fucking office and i was remember like every time we'd have like a business meeting or people would come in or whatever i remember being like the sea creatures would just swim by oh, i just remember <laughs> the garbage cans oh, I mean, dude, like, yeah like, gonna finish that burrito man. Yeah, it's like we, take it it's on the it's been in the street yeah, for two weeks dude, or yeah like it was just dude i mean but in orange county i mean everything's so fucking congested and where do you find like an industrial spot that like we can have a gym but i mean it just it didn't exist riverside man i told you the fucking IE, bro, and uh, the IE. Man, it's it, it it's cool, dude. And uh, uh dude, uh, Texas is it, is fucking interesting, dude. Like it's uh, uh, it's 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 like so much open space out here. It like kind of reminds me when we lived in the Midwest. I mean, dude, you, you know, you know, we lived in Kansas City and you live in St. Louis, and like to have this much like open space. It just after living in Orange County, living in the flight path of John Wayne, I'm just like every day. I'm like, God. Thank God I don't live in that shit anymore. Dude. Yeah. And like, I have to go back uh, for my, uh, actually, dude, my workman's comp case has gone, is going to hearing and I got to go actually to court. They didn't settle after seven years. So I have to go back to LA and actually go to a court case against these motherfuckers who it went to neutral arbitrator and they said, Hey, you know, we'll select the doc. And we were like, fine, select the doc. We'll go with whatever he wants. And uh, so they selected the doc. I went in. The guy basically wrote a, uh, a, you know, hey, like, you know, give me or I guess a, a more favorable response. They said, no, we don't buy him and we want to go to course. So, like, now I got to actually go back to L.A. and go to this fucking court case with these fucking douchebags from the NFL. Ugh. So, so yeah. what, what I'll do is I'm going to come out a couple of days early. I want to swing by and see you and shit. If you're out there coaching, I'll fucking come out and, and fucking. Yeah, man. Talk, some talk shit to, to my you. guys. Yeah. Come talk to my guys and uh, uh, get some power athlete HQ advice. Yeah, uh, which is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, actually, I'll just tell them Kyle Turley stories. Just there you go, like, fuckers. I'd like to say no one's coming to save you, but Kyle Turley is here to save you. Well, and, <laughs> and if you let him hang around long enough, he'll eventually create his own rock band. So, like, my favorite was like Kyle was like in training camp, and like he's like, man, it'd be great if we could like get some instruments. Next thing I know, like. I'm like downstairs in the lounge, like we after practice, I walk down and Kyle, I hear this like one, two, three, four. And all of a sudden fucking Kyle is like over there playing guitar. We got like, uh, like one of our, uh, D linemen on the drums and these fuckers had put together their band in like uh, a training camp. And I'm like, yeah, what did we get a rock band? Kyle's like, oh, I did it every year. Bring some fucking equipment over and dude, we were fucking jamming. I'm like, yeah, and and the better part was I didn't go downstairs for like two or three days, and then all of a sudden I went down there and they had like a full fucking studio down there, and I'm like, <laughs> like the fucking power of Kyle Turley. I um, and that was the only way to make it through training camp, man. That was and so I might have to regale them with the story about one of the first times we hung out, and uh, Kyle got this new Mercedes, and he's like, jump in. And then we're on the freeway and he's like, this fucking piece of shit, it has a rev limiter at 180. It won't go faster. And we're on the freeway and he's trying to get it to go. And I'm like, I just met him. And like, it's like first time we hung out. I'm like in this car and I'm like, fuck it. Like a CL fucking 50, 50, 50, 60, 60. Dude doing like 180. He's like, fucking piece of shit. They won't get the rev limiter off of 180. 
as we're all <laughs> like, like, I want to say it was like the eight or uh, the four or five or the five. And I'm like, oh. uh, the good old days. Yeah. Those were the good old days. And I look back yeah. and I'm like, and, and the, the, the better part was, is I was like front seat strapped in being like, yeah, this thing is a piece of shit. It won't go faster than one. <laughs> yeah. Downhill. Let's get, go, get it downhill. Maybe you need to call yeah, it. I was only trying to impress you. That's all. With all your <laughs> muscle cars and shit. <laughs> Dude, you didn't have to impress me. I didn't have anything at that point. I was just a fucking yeah. schlub. So. <laughs> Not awesome true. man thanks a lot dude uh, yeah good to see you amigo. <laughs> guys man thank you guys for having me great to see you guys back up and running man can't wait to watch uh what you guys are gonna do down there in texas i know that's gonna be great and uh looking forward to it man keep posting pictures of the facility as you put it together man i'm excited to see that yeah dude. it'd be awesome man miss you amigo likewise brother love y'all take care man all right see you, <laughs> see you brother peace now it's time for you to empower your performance Enough chatter about the benefits of CBD. Try it for yourself at neuroarmor.com and start sharing your experiences which either confirm or dispel the myths of stereotypical marijuana use. Remember to follow Kyle Turley on Instagram at Kyle underscore Turley. And do you remember your first taste of edibles? John certainly does. Dude, I uh, I still laugh at that story where I was sitting there watching the movie and like midway through the like opening credits, I'm like looking around being like, is this the longest movie you've ever seen? Until next time, bye!